This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Greg Abbott and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Phillip. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Toby Show Silva and welcome to the Blue Army podcast. We'll soldier on, we'll soldier on. Uh, just before... All right, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Just before I start the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to an Instagram page called Carlisle United News. Uh, all sort of like one word, all full. Uh, a lad called Max runs that page. He recently got in touch and uh, he just kindly offered to uh, promote our podcast on, on his social media. So this is me returning the favour by giving him a shout out. I'll put a link to his Instagram page in the description to this episode. Uh, Liam, how's your how's uh, how's, how's YouTube going uh, this season for you? Like uh, you know, we're coming towards the end of the season. Obviously you're involved in the old social media game. I mean, has has your channel doubled? Is it like you know what I mean? Like from the start of the season to the end of the season, like is, has it all been positive growth? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know if it's quite doubled, but it has you know it's certainly close to that now. Um yeah, it, it, it's really uh solid progress to be honest the average views have definitely gone up since last season i'm nearly at 700 subscribers which i think i was on around 400 at the start of the season so it it, it has oh, gone wow. up. it has gone up a lot yeah uh partially due to this uh doing this sort of thing but uh <laughs> <laughs> you've got to get yourself about haven't you you've got to get yourself about there a bit i think it's like a thousand subscribers and then you can start applying for potentially like monetization and stuff like that on yeah on youtube so i mean you're on your you're on your many way you know you're almost getting on the right there. track <laughs> you're on the right track yeah now obviously what a lot of football based programs over the summer like might go missing a little bit have you got any ideas what you're going to do maybe uh, on your youtube channel over the summer um, well, I think I'm going to try and keep it more alive than I did last season because last season I literally did just disappear for the entire summer. <laughs> was, it just uh, kit, was it just the kit launch and then you buggered off? Yeah, yeah exactly. It was a kit launch and then, <laughs> and then I just didn't do anything at all. Um, I'm going to try and make some sort of videos with like other creators. Like, I think me, me, you and Wills were talking about doing some stuff for my channel over the summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I've spoke to a couple of other guys that I think I'm going to try and get involved. But I... Whether that's transfer news or something, I'm I'm just I'm not going to leave it as dead as last season. I've I've already got something planned for the kit launch with a uh, an Instagram account called Concept uh, Concept Concept Football Shirts. It is. All right, that's sounds it. sounds decent. So I mean, like there you go. If you if you don't already, uh, go over to YouTube and subscribe to Liam's channel over there. Um, he's got some he's got some stuff coming this summer, so it'll be worth a subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> that's Blue Army TV on YouTube. That's the for those one. who don't know. That's the one, and I'll put a link for that in the description as well, mate. <laughs> no, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Right, okay, we'll crack on. We'll crack on. We'll crack on. Oh. 
great Maris. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 109. And as you might have already guessed, I'm only joined by one half of the Cumbrian Brain Trust this week. That's right. Liam's here. Hi. We're doing a reverse of last week. Um, yeah. You know, last week it was me gone. Uh, it's all uh, my no fault. Choice. <laughs> it's all my fault going on a holiday. Like I do apologize. I know at the, at the most crucial part of the season. I know. Well, I thought like <laughs> like I've already made my excuses. I thought the season was going to be wrapped up by now, didn't I? Yeah, you, uh, you were too confident. <laughs> overzealous. Uh, well, too <laughs> overzealous. Um, but uh, you know, we're right at the start of the show, mate, and we don't want to get sad about missing Wills. We've got a little sort of uh, voice recording that he's done for us, and he's going to like nip in there with a match report and a man of the match a little bit later. On, uh, I'll put those on, but uh, yeah, I mean, let's not get too down and out about that. Um, and to make sure we don't get too down and out about that, we've got traditions around here at the start of the podcast, and that can mean it's time for only one thing. That's right, it's time for the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Right. right, here we go, mate. Have a go at this one. You'll like this one. You'll like this one. Okay. What happened to the teacher with the lazy eye? What happened to the teacher with the lazy eye? He got sacked because he couldn't control his pupils. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. It's <laughs> definitely been worse. <laughs> that was good I think that was really good mate and there's something else that I really enjoy at the start of the podcast mate is the League 2 Roundup because we get to find out what's been happening here and what's been happening there in the League 2 Roundup with Liam <laughs> it's not the same <laughs> it's not the same and it's not going to be a normal sort of league two roundup either I mean most of the news is uh, what we've got a bit of playoff yeah. news we've got we've got promotions and relegations from the other divisions as well uh, I'll let you crack on with it Liam what are you going to start with yeah well that's all I'm going to cover I'm, I'm just I'm just going to cover um what teams we know are definitely going to be in league two next season and look this this segment might be completely irrelevant if we go up because none of this is going to impact Carlisle whatsoever. But um, starting with the teams relegated from League One, uh, MK Dons, Morecambe, Accrington Stanley, and Forest Green Rovers, who were, you know, a lot of them were relegated quite some time ago, but it's it's all but, you know, it, it is cemented now. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, coming up from the conference, um, obviously we knew about Wrexham, but quite recently, Notts County won the playoffs, as as people kind of expected them to. It was a feisty game, like it was a good circumstances game. Yeah. <laughs> against Chesterfield. Uh featuring our very own Mike Jones, um, ex Carlisle midfielder, playing for Chesterfield. But um yeah, mental, mental game. Notts County trailing twice in that game, I believe. You know, only just clawing it into extra time um with an injury time goal in have a ninety something minute. You know, it was really mad, and then they won on penalties, and in, in, in quite a poetic way as well, because um, Sedwin Scott, also formerly of Carlisle, he missed the penalty against Wrexham that saw them lose the league title, and it was him that scored the winning penalty in the National League uh, final to see them into the League Two. So that's, I think, that's a brilliant story, a brilliant sort of redemption arc for him after that 
what must have been an awful moment against Wrexham when Ben Foster saved his penalty. And he, he um, yeah, he had to come off the bench though, didn't he? But I hope that I hope he gets his chance in League Two next year. I really do, because I mean, it'd be worth like really seeing what he can do. It's two years on, isn't it, since he got released now? Yeah, and and whether it's with Notts County or not, I do think he'll be in League Two next season because I think he is one of the ones that like you know we've seen it a lot, haven't we? Uh, look at Cook, who we'll go on to speak about against Bradford. Ex Carlisle player, we didn't get the best out of. You know, you think of uh, Cole Stockton, we didn't get the best out of. And I think Sedwin Scott's going to be one of those players that we're going to regret sort of letting go mm. in the future. So yeah, I think it... he, I think he will come up and do uh, really well. Um, but yeah, the other sort of movings in and out of League Two are out now. Um, you know, Hartlepool are gone. Um, Rochdale are gone. We we knew that already from a, from quite a while ago, but. Um, We've obviously seen it's Leighton Orient, Stevenage, Northampton gone up from League Two. Playoffs are in full floor now. We'll go on to speak about Carlisle's leg, but in the other leg, Salford took a very surprise win against Stockport at yeah, Salford. But, but we've, we spoke about this a little bit last week with Wills, yeah. and Wills said he read on the fans' forum that like that's the Salford's kind of Stockport's bogey team. Right, so it's like us with Harrogate sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and like and like like we said, it might play itself. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll play itself really nicely into like a Carlisle Salford final. And you'd fancy us get more against Salford than you would against County, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And it's not even just a matter of the Ben Barkley thing that we'd be allowed to play him. It, I, you just, I, I really would like to avoid Stockport at all, at all costs because I think even without the Ben Barkley thing, they're such a good, well put together team. And they've shown that they can beat us. Um, and we've shown that we can absolutely batter Salford. So just going off past results, I'd much, much rather play Salford. Plus the league position, you know, that they're a much weaker team than Stockport. Add on top of that, the fact that if it was to go to Wembley, which it will if it's if we get to the final as well, they're going to bring about eight fans with them. You know? And <laughs> yeah, Stockport have them. got a really, really good support. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather have to put up with Salford than have to put up with Stockport. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, um, I mean, yeah, you've you've, you've done it, haven't you? Yeah, you've covered That's all the much news. It. Yeah, we've covered all the news. That's fine, you know, because it's only it's a you know it's it's only going to be a quick segment where we always get to find out what's been happening here, what's been happening there in the league. Two roundup with Liam. Hey man, you carried it on your shoulders, mate. Well done. <laughs> I, think you, I think you did a great job. Wills will be proud when he hears that. If Wills ever listens back to this, I don't know. <laughs> Wills, think... if you are listening, I hope I did us proud. <laughs> Keeping the segment alive. <laughs> Keep it marching on, mate. Keep it marching on towards the summer. Um, yeah. So um, it, like I always do at this point, I try and tackle some more news closer to home with Carlisle United. And the first bit of news that I've been stumbling across is the excitement building across social media and various news uh, sites, transfer sites about these release lists coming out already, you know, Morecambe releasing theirs and uh, Blackpool releasing theirs. There's a number of teams already releasing players and some of them are really exciting. Carlisle, uh, United fans and none so more than Mr. Gary Medine, uh, Blackpool relegated this season, mate. Uh, we, we've spoken about Gary Medine in the past. We haven't spoken about him very recently. Uh, 27 appearances, uh, four goals in the championship this season. 
I mean, we do need a target man. Is 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 Paul Simpson the one to tame uh, Medine again? He's he's a bit old for my liking. Um, well, so how about Joe Garner and, and Dennis? He's younger than them, isn't he? No, he's thirty-seven. Whoa! Gary wow. Medine is thirty-seven. That just killed me, man. That just killed me. No he'd be, way. He'd be the oldest of the lot. Yeah, I, right. I think I'm right on that. I checked it the other day when I saw he got released, but um, and that and, and that's a good reason why I don't think it would be a good idea you naming those two players, two players who are definitely going to be with us next season. I think are they both under contract and Dennis? But he'd, you'd imagine he'd be one to try and keep after the season he's had this season, mm-hmm. regardless of what league we're going into. But then Do you've you think got so because three... like, he doesn't start Dennis in the big games. He didn't start him against Bradford. Do you really think Dennis is like a sawn on definite to get a contract? Well, I, I mean, think... going off Simo's sort of MO where it's young players, like he likes to bring in young players. He does, but I think he... it'd be very harsh to release a player that's got over 20 goals for you this season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? I agree with that, but like he released player of the season last season. He did. Very good point. And look, and, and look how much he's regretted that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, it, it, that's maybe that's a, a lesson. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. So you're saying like no to Gary Medine, basically. I think if Dennis was to go, or like you say, I don't think he will. But if he were to go, I think it'd be an option, I suppose. But I just can't get behind having Garner, Dennis, and Medine all at the club because they're three kind of similar aging strikers. Okay. Okay. Fair. 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 I mean, one that caught my interest uh, that I've I've always sort of like had uh, interest in is is Patrick Bruff. Uh, he's he's been released by Barrow. He's played forty times this season, zero goals but three assists from the left back position. Um, Jack Armour, there's there's danger, isn't there, that we might lose him. Uh, he, he's he's looked good on TV. That's the worst thing you can do as a Carlisle <laughs> player. It really is. Uh, he looked good against Bradford, uh, but we'll go on to talk about that in a bit. It would be good just to have uh, a solid. Uh, the backup at the end of the day and somebody doing some competition for that position and none so other than uh, a homegrown player once again. Uh, what would you say if, if there was any opportunity of bringing Patrick Bruff back into the club? Well, I think he's been heavily linked with Mansfield recently. And and again, I don't think... Look, I don't think he'd come to a club to play second fiddle at this level. We're having such a good season at Barra. I just... If we were to keep Jack Armour, which I think we will, haven't he's, he's only just signed a very long-term contract. Whether that's just a matter of us trying to get more money for him, though, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Armour at left back than than Bruff, but he is a good player. If Armour was to go, he'd maybe be a good option. But again, I think I think he'll probably go somewhere else in in this league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope he hangs around. I do. I hope he hangs around. I like watching him play. I think he's a decent player. And I like being able to track his progress. Is there anyone that on the, any of the release lists that's maybe tickled your fancy, Liam? You're a, you're a sort of lad that keeps your <laughs> finger on the pulse. Aren't you? Yeah, you've probably got one to hand. Yeah, I do. I was going to mention him. Um, David Worrell being released by Port Vale. Absolute club legend up there. Um, I don't know why they've released him. Port Vale fans seem very upset about it. He's only, I believe, 32. So he is coming towards the sort of end of his career, but he's still got a lot to offer, in my opinion. He's that sort of versatile winger type player, which I suppose we don't really play with, but I can very much see him in that sort of where Jordan Gibson plays now. I, I just think he's a very good player to have as a free agent. That I, I don't think... I think there'll be a lot of teams looking for, looking at him. Uh, and that, that's... that's well, I remember him playing against us, but yeah, I think he'd be one definitely one I'd look at. 
Yeah, definitely worth looking at. Uh, someone else that has been getting under the microscope recently is uh, Carlisle United's Max Killsby, who's on loan at Annan. Uh, he scored twice in their first leg playoff against Clyde. And um, his contract does run out at the end of the summer. Um, you would fancy him to at least get a year extension, wouldn't you? I'd like to see him on a lot more than that, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> he looked really good. Uh, they were two absolute screamers, weren't they? And he scored a <laughs> lot of them this season. Yeah, I think he's a really good option, especially, you know, you look at the back. We, we've, we've got a good record of bringing through sort of defensive players. Uh, he's played more further forward in like a in a midfield role at times at Annan. Um, but I think he's he's very similar to like a Jack Ellis sort of player. So I'd like to, I'd like to see him stick around. He'll he'll definitely be offered a contract, I'd imagine. Be very harsh if it wasn't, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Not all the questions here are difficult, I guess. <laughs> um, in in other news, and I believe let's have a quick little look. Uh, lastly, yeah, this is the last bit of news that I've got. Owen Moxon is on a six-man shortlist for PFA Fans Player. Of the year, he's up against uh, Bradford's Andy Cook, Salford's Elliot Watt, Late Norian's Paul Smythe, Stevenage's Carl Pergiani, and Northampton's Sam Hoskins. Uh, I'll put a link to that vote in the description below, so you can go and vote for the, uh, you know, he's one of our own, Owen Moxon. And uh, yeah, I mean, Liam, it's it's another chance for him to get a very deserved accolade. And um, do you think maybe? This is the one though that, that Andy Cook might get. Like, you know, he missed out on, on on the official sort of like players player of the year or something, even though he was the top goal scorer. Do you think this is the one that he might get? Oh, it's yeah. To be honest, Bradford players always win these sort of vote type things, don't they? Because they have got a really big fan base. Um mm-hmm. not to mention a lot of fans, like neutral fans that'll be voting, they'll just see that he's the top goal scorer and click for him. And he was I I'd love to see Moxon win it because he has been, you know in my opinion, the best player in the league this season, but it it never goes to the rightful winner in these sort of fan things, does it? <laughs> no, there's always, like you said, rightfully said, you know, Bradford players, if they're ever about, they've got a huge fan base and it does come down to the size of your fan base, like li- quite quite literally. So um, I wouldn't be so surprised if uh, if if Andy Cook walks away with this particular award. And, and, and to, be, to be fair to him, Deservedly so as well. He scored a monstrous amount of goals in the league this season. Uh, just, uh, I don't want to jinx anything, so I'm not going to say anything <laughs> else about Andy Cook. Mate, we'll soldier on um, to a very special edition of True Blue or Not a Blue. Diddly, 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 do. You're on your own this week, mate. And so I to am. make it very special, <laughs> we are doing the most recent year we've ever done here on True Blue or Not a Blue. For the eagle-eared and uh, listeners here on the Blue Army podcast, you might guess that Liam is uh, considerably younger than myself and Wills um, <laughs> and therefore doesn't necessarily have the reach of history to hand that somebody like Wills maybe has that will give him a helping crutch in a game like True Blue or Not a Blue. So I've tried to uh, to tip the scales more favourably in your favour, the year, my friends, is the year 2000. 2000 and 2001. Um, good. But it's not a bad one for you, mate. And you might you might just be able uh, to, to get yourself uh, an absolute clean slate. 
last oh, week, finally dealt <laughs> uh, I mean, last week, last week, you and Will's managed to get one, so it'd be nice if you could like sort of keep a trend going. Um, you'll you'll smash it, mate. You'll smash it. You'll smash it. Here we go as we play True Blue or Not a Blue. Dilly 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 do. <laughs> the first name, my friend. Oh, sorry. And as always, all names could be real and all names uh, could be false. <laughs> I always, sometimes, every five episodes, I forget to say that. <laughs> right, here we go. The first name on the list, mate, is Carl Heggs. Heggs. Carl Heggs. Right. Okay. Oh Jesus! I I'm lost without Will's. <laughs> wow! Carl. He'll be listening back. He'll be listening back to this. He'll be screaming at you. Screaming at you. Screaming at you. That's the best thing. I've, I can't. That's... I can't let the team down here. Um, There'll be so many listeners <laughs> potentially screaming at you. <laughs> Have I done uh, a real. mashup? Real. Oh, he's, oh he's, he's jumped in. He's gone for real. True Liam. blue, even. True blue. Who let Carl Heggs out? Who? <laughs> who, who, who. That's right, Carl Heggs is a true blue. Uh, let it out the hat. Carl Heggs is a true blue. Well done, mate. You're off to a great start. The next name on the list is <laughs> Gordon Connolly. Gordon Connolly. Gordon Connolly. Oh, there's so many fans that are going to be so mad that I don't know these players. Well, yeah, that's not it makes it more fun. It's your special edition. <laughs> <laughs> The slate Liam edition. All right. Um, e, mm, I don't think that sounds real. False. Oh, not a blue. Oh, 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 we're going with not a blue. Mate, I'm afraid Gordon Conley is a true blue. He was a fellow striker of Carl Heggs. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, you, you've managed to step into muddy waters, but you know, three out of three, uh, three out of four, pretty good scores. You know, in this game, you've had you've had worse results with Wills, so That's you still thinking. you still got plenty of chances <laughs> to save this. The next name on the list is Stephen Doby. I know there's a Scott Doby, um, and I think that's probably what you've done, like what. You did a few weeks ago where they were all just okay. the same last name. It's not real. It's saying not real to Stephen Doby. And you would be right, mate. Well okay. done. Yeah, Good. yeah. That was Good. a little bit of deception. Well done. Well done. Well done. And uh, I mean, you're going to move on to the last one. Like we both said, you know, three out of four. Pretty good scores in this, even when you're with Wills, you know. So yeah. you're, you're doing pretty well, mate. You're doing pretty <laughs> well. Uh, we'll we'll move on to the last one, which is Peter Keane. Peter Keane. Peter Keane. Oh. Um. Well, I've never heard of him. That's. <laughs> oh, it's always a good sign at the start, but. Ah, I'm just trying to get into your head now. (laughs) (laughs) No, false. Oh, we'll go with false for Peter Keane. He's saying not a blue on Peter Keane. 
And you'll find out after a word from our sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. We're going to move on because I would have expertly dropped an advert in there for the first ever time. And this is a seamless transition back into the game. <laughs> You're saying, mate, come on, we're stepping things up here on the podcast. That was a seamless, you know, that, that would <laughs> Oh, I'm going to edit that so good. That's going to sound great. <laughs> Stepping things up. Um, Here we go. We're going with... Not Peter a blue. Keen, not a blue. Liam Peter Keane was a blue. He was a goalkeeper for Carlisle United for a number of years, actually. Uh, to be fair, didn't make a lot of appearances, but did still have his opportunities in the first team. Uh, you got 50%. Two. Yeah, you got 50%. You Which and Wilson look, got 50%. We have, and I'd yeah. like to point out, um, I got my half right. Wills wasn't here for his half. That is why we, that's why right. we, didn't, that's why we didn't get it. <laughs> right, well, um, I'm getting the hint that you might want to move on quite as swiftly. So we, we will Half the move... people have the points. It's, it's mathematical. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the match from on. <laughs> and we can start making excuses for Carlisle United instead of uh, of your performance in true blue or not a blue, uh, <laughs> and I'll do I'll do the starting lineup for the game. Um, it's uh, Thomas Hoyley in goal, Barkley, Huntington, and Whelan across a back three with Senior and Armour flanking them. Uh, a midfield three of Guy Moxon and McCalmon with a strike pairing of Patrick and Garner. Now, Liam, you were there. You were at the game. Uh, you you, you know you were witnessing the atmosphere firsthand. I was watching it. Um, on holiday, as many people know, uh, I put some pictures on my social media. I was in like a foreign bar. There was literally one. There was one Bradford fan in the bar, and me and me misses and uh, <laughs> watching the game. Uh, most of the people were watching. I think there was a Real Madrid game on or something. So yeah, most of the people were watching that. But they were kindly enough uh, to to put us on. And um, mate, all I could hear was the fantastic noise uh, of the Carlisle United fans, uh, chant after chant. I never heard. Bradford really at all throughout the commentary. What I did hear on the commentary, though, is an absolute idiot that doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, he called Carlisle a long ball team, and then it took him until about like the the seventieth minute to sort of like start retracting that statement. Um, absolute idiot! Like he didn't have a clue what he was talking That's about. That's a problem on the Sky coverage, Brunton. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they don't do the called research. Called in Prenton Park, didn't it? They get, Park, they get people yeah. on that just have no experience watching League Two football at all, and there's some good people out there that like. Not even, not even fan channels like us. Although that, I, I would recommend that as well. But there are some good people in the space of, you know, 
of football that, that know a lot about League Two. And every single time they televise a game like this, you see it when they televise Salford every other week. Um, they just get these ex-Premier League players on that have got no experience in League Two whatsoever that do, just don't know what they're speaking about at all. It's mad. Uh, it is mad. And the Prenton Park one was the one that really wound me up because I went I went home and I rewatched it on the telly just because I think it's it's cool seeing us get all this uh, all this coverage and being a proper <laughs> be on on telly properly. But yeah, it, it it does wind us up like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really really sort of poor coverage um, from from Sky. Unfortunately, hopefully things get. Uh, a little bit better. Um, I mean, like you'd like to see like a partnership of like maybe Lummy and whoever the play-by-play guy is over at uh, Bradford or something. Because I, I imagine that it, it's Bradford. You know, he's probably been around for donkeys yeah. here. His whoever they've got on commentary, and he probably was a former player as well. Whoever like, does the play-by-play play over there. No, he's we, played at this level. Glenn Murray or, or someone else like ex ex players or something. Because Glenn Murray is now commentating. He's, yeah. he, is he is he the BBC though or ITV? Uh, I don't think he's Sky. But, you know, there are players like that that are wanting to get into the space. Yeah, yeah, plenty of opportunities that, that should have been available to somebody else, I believe. Um, and, yeah, hopefully things will step up uh, for the next one. But you know, I'm definitely not going to be there for the next one. I'm going to be <laughs> at the game on Saturday. Obviously, you're going to be at the game on Saturday. And, yeah. uh, mate, we're going to obviously continue talking about this, the first leg. Uh, Carlisle started things brightly. Uh, the set-piece players looking really good uh, and that was something the commentary said was was sort of like you know Carlisle United being one of the most productive the most productive team scoring from set pieces and Bradford from actually, corners it was yeah from corners yeah and Bradford actually being one of the worst like the bottom three teams in the league at conceding uh, corners so um, I mean that was a that was that was a good start. I enjoyed that one, but it felt like they kind of like you know they kind of like accidentally read them side by side, and they were like, "Oh, it sounded smart." Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if they accidentally stumbled across some knowledge. But um, yeah, I, you know, it, things got off to an okay start for Carlisle United, but then this happened after an offside. The free kick was given. The goalkeeper took it from just outside of the penalty area. It went long. Uh, there was a head and then won by Corey Whelan, but then nodded forward very easily in the Bradford midfield and then flicked on beyond Huntington. And when Jamie Walker broke through, you did fear the worst, unfortunately. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it was a frustrating goal because, you know, when it's all head tennis and ping pong this and ping pong that, it feels like, you know, it, there's always a bit of luck involved in those kind of exchanges where the ball's going to ricochet to next, etc. Um, is is anyone really to blame for that goal? Or was it just sort of like, just one of those sort of like sloppy League Two goals where it's kind of like everybody's fault? <laughs> well, I would put, I'd say about 80% of the blame of that on... Corey Whelan's head to be honest not even for the sort of misplaced header it's just why 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 was he getting drawn out like that to make that header yeah, to, leave right. the role be- to leave the room behind him mm-hmm. uh, he, he, he was just because I think he had an all round okay game Corey Whelan and, and he's not our first choice centre back you know Mellish should be playing where he is uh, and it's frustrating because I noticed that the last three goals we've conceded have all been from where John Mellish would have been playing mm-hmm. Um and look, Corey Whelan's a decent backup, but it, it was his fault, bad. And he's playing against one of the best attacking teams in the league. He, he just gets drawn out and he leaves the space behind him that Bradford then go on to exploit. It, well, it was a great play for him. And, it, and if you're going to do that, you need to head the ball 
wide. You know, you, you don't head it back into the middle. It's one of the basic rules of um, you, you just just defending that you get taught schoolboy level. Don't head it back out into the middle, just outside your box. It's a bad idea, and that's and that's <laughs> what he did, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, I, it was a little bit of a mistake from him, but it still required a little bit of work from Bradford. I think Jack Armour. I, th- I thought it was a little bit unlucky, but you can put a little bit of blame on him because he got around him a little bit too easy. Paul Huntington doesn't win the header, so it's a collection of those three things, but I'd, I'd put the base of that blame on Corey Whelan being drawn out. Yeah, I feel like, you know, Holy's position wasn't exactly great either. Um, no, it, and, that, and that's something you saw a lot in that game. There was, yeah, you there was did. A save, you, there was a save he made that people are going to call a really good save. Um, His positioning was awful, yeah. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> positioning was absolutely awful. And there was, there was a shot that, like, sort of went across the goal as well that you'd think, like, a man as big as him would figure out how to sort of, like, claim that if it was as close yeah. to... You know what I mean? Um, and, and also, I, I want to start... I don't want to start anything. <laughs> but I don't feel like, you know, Hunt it likes passing back to Holy at all. No, like, none of them do. And evident <laughs> evident in this game, more so than a lot of other games, is that they would m- rather try and make the clearance uh, out for a throw-in sometimes than pass it back to him. Um, yeah. So... That's that's a bit that's a bit of a worry, you know, when the goalkeeper's not really an outlet. And like the first time that Holy actually made the goal kick, unfortunately, it went out and you kind you kind of just had the feeling of, oh no, it's not going to be one of those days. His distribution did get better throughout the game, to give him credit to that. Couldn't have got any worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but throughout the game, you know, all of everything started improving, didn't it? After that goal, everything started improving. Uh, the atmosphere felt like it kicked up a notch in Carlisle. I mean, I would say for, for the most part, after that, 80% of after the goal, we were the side on top. Um, I mean, how, how do you feel Carl United went about trying to push for the goal? Uh, the substitutions are like for like with the strikers instead of adding extra strikers. Um, how do you feel about those kind of moves and how do you feel Carlisle did? It was the right decision, I think, to to, to do like for like substitutions. Um yeah, I thought we were massively on top after that. And it's frustrating that we couldn't get the goal, but we, we didn't have to create the chances for it. You know, when Ryan Edmondson comes on, he has that brilliant sort of header that he he gets on the end of, but I don't know how he doesn't score, especially with a man as good at heading the ball as he is. You know, he's our second top goal scorer this season and every single one of his goals have been headers. So you'd really expect him to put that away. But plus Moxon, I thought, absolutely fantastic running the show in the middle of the park some of his passes are unreal his set piece game was absolutely fantastic even though we didn't get a goal from it you know you think of the Corey Whelan chance that he misses from a corner you know you think you think of some of the corners that blatant handballs in the box that the ref doesn't give you think of the one that they have to put out for another corner that gets given as a goal kick you you know we, we were by far the better team we were unlucky I think the referee certainly didn't help us um but yeah, I'm I'm happy with how we went about it, and I'm really happy about the substitution of um, Taylor Charters for Callum Guy, because Taylor was absolutely the best player on the pitch in the short time that he was on towards the end of the game. Yeah, we we looked by far the better team, and you would think, by looking at it, you wouldn't think we were the team behind. You would think we were the one pushing on for maybe a second or a third goal, but it is what it is. 
yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we have got a little bit from Wills here, and uh, I'll play that little bit now. Hi, Liam. I um, just wanted to give him a match reaction for the Bradford away match. So, um, it's become a bit of a familiar story, I think, where there's not a lot that I can really pick out to criticise, but at the same time, we just haven't quite offered enough. Um, we we did get a goal, we did get a couple of good chances there, and um, that we really should have equalised from, uh, one from Dennis and one from Edmondson, but overall we didn't create enough. We got the ball into dangerous areas. We caused Bradford a lot of problems, but then didn't finish that off by actually creating decent chances on goal. Um, not nearly enough. Um, for most of the match, I would say that we were the better team. And, you know, that makes me a bit more confident going into the home leg. But at the same time, um, you know, not the result we wanted because we now have to kind of, you know, you know, we're now going to the home leg with a goal deficit. Um, I think... Amari Patrick's coming for a lot of criticism. I really don't think he was all that bad. He did cause Bradford problems, and although his although his attacks didn't lead to that many good chances, I don't think that's just something you can pin on Amari. I think that's something that the rest of the team have to answer for. Um, my man of the match for that game is Owen Moxon. I think. Um, I think him and McCalmont both had good games and Moxon shaded it for me, um, created more, put in some really dangerous corners. Um, I would probably give props to Jack Armour as well. And the three of them were behind a lot of what um, Brad, uh, a lot of what Bradford had to deal with, even though they did deal with it or we just didn't get players there on the end of it. If we keep doing that, um, it, you know, we should, at the very least, um, expect to score at Brunton Park and then hopefully score first, level the tie and go from there. Thanks. And, uh, I mean, you know, we both heard Will's man of the match there and he, he, did, he, he didn't give his man of the match to Omari Patrick. He did defend Omari Patrick, though, um, in his statements there, saying that, like, some Carla United fans, some corners, some pockets of Carla United fans maybe being a little bit harsh at their criticism of, uh, of, of, of Patrick. I mean, how, how do you feel that he fared in this particular game? I just... was his... Game. It wasn't the best performance ever. I did. It probably wasn't the worst. I think he did a lot of the sort of. He did very well until it came to doing his job. Is the way I would put it. Like he got <laughs> back. He he did some decent passes out from the midfield. But when it came to actually creating chances up top, because there was an instance I remember where he he gets it into the box in his usual sort of cutting back position that we've seen him be so effective from. And I don't know, he just doesn't do anything with it. He tries to take on another three or four players and just gets robbed of it. Uh, so, like I said, he, very good with the rest of the stuff. But when it came to actually doing his job, I thought he looked a little bit ineffective, which he has for quite a few uh, weeks now. Um, but, yeah, I think Wills is right. I think there has been a lot of criticism shot at Amari Patrick when it's not just him at times. Um, 
But yeah, I definitely I, I would have took him off the way Paul Simpson did anyways, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like how was how was the atmosphere throughout the game for you guys? Could you hear the Bradford fans? Like, you know, were you, how was that like being in the stadium? Oh, it was fantastic. I I, I remember sitting there thinking, you know, twenty thousand fans and I think in all fairness to Bradford, you couldn't hear them on the telly. And I remember watching it back. I think whatever was recording the sound was right in the middle of the Carlisle end um, mm-hmm. because the Carlisle fans were really, really good. But so were the Bradford fans. I remember I sat there and I thought, how is this a fourth division match? You know, it, there's 20,000 fans here in this absolutely fantastic stadium. Yeah. Some good quality football, you know, you saw the, the the flags being passed over the over the stand, the flag, um, the sort of handheld flags being waved in that big corner that the Bradford fans have, and just some absolute, you know, brilliant support from the Carlisle fans. I just remember sitting there thinking, it's absolutely mental that this <laughs> that only in this country could this be a fourth division game. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, like I said it while I was sitting there watching it on TV. Like, so to be there, it must have been a great experience. Um, and and it was. It's why it's why people like football. That that's they're the kind of games that, as a football fan, you want to be involved in. Even if it didn't go away in the end, it's them kind of games that we want to be involved in, because that that's a memory that's going to stay with a lot of them Carlisle fans for a long, long time. Being involved in that. Yeah. Yeah, and even though even though it was uh, unfortunately you know a one nil loss, uh, you know we'll we'll move past the match report and we'll give our man of the matches. Um, so Wills gave his man of the match to Owen Moxon. Uh, are, are you going to agree with him? I am. I'm going to go Owen Moxon, but I want to give a special special mention to Taylor Charters because I don't think he was on the pitch long enough to really get a man of the match performance. But I think from the moment he came on the pitch, he was the best player on the pitch. So. But yeah, Owen Moxon, man, he's he's really really great. Um, and his set pieces, especially today, are, even though we didn't score off many of them, I have never seen a game with so many quality deliveries as as he did. So yeah, Owen Moxon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was also going to agree. So I guess now I agree with both years. Owen Moxon, and like you rightfully said, I mean, you've said all the all the nice things you can say about him and so of Will's. Um, set pieces really stood out on the day though absolutely great delivery someone else who had fantastic delivery on the day was Jack Armour as well so yeah. I wanted to give him him a special mention um, apart from maybe being and I would argue maybe he got pulled out of position to drop in for Corey Whelan so maybe he was a bit all over the place maybe a bit late to react but like you quite rightfully said not like you know only about like 9% blameable <laughs> for the goal <laughs> something around there I don't know uh, for being out of position but um other than that, he would have been my man of the match, I think, because I I feel like he was quite solid. Hunts was really solid as well. After that, uh, he was really dominant against Cook, and it's it's he, he had he to had be. A good game. Yeah, he, he and he had to be as well. There was nobody else uh, in that Carlisle backline that could have, I don't think, been able to stand up to Cook. That's the difference maker. That's what keeps him quiet. Um, I think it's it you know it's Hunts, um, for the yeah. most part, and um, yeah, so. Next, well, this Saturday coming up, sorry. Uh, so we'll be talking about this on the next week's podcast and we'll definitely have Wills back uh, for next week's podcast. Um, we'll, we'll give our predictions now, mate, for uh, for the Saturday game. Uh, obviously, we lost 1-0 in the first leg. And uh, I mean, mate, I feel like we're going to turn it around. Of course I do. I always predict that Carl United are going to win in these exchanges. But like, we, we were playing some really nice football, hopefully with the home fans behind them, hopefully with another week of just training that. I feel like we'll be too much uh, for 
Bradford to deal with. I don't expect there to be really any changes at all. Uh, I feel like it's going to be the same team. And uh, yeah, I feel like Leo Simo's going to want to start on the front foot, like he tried to do in the first leg. Uh, but like hopefully this time with another week of that tactic and that 11, um, it's going to be too much for Bradford to bear. Uh, how do you... Uh, sorry, I didn't even say my score prediction. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you feel? But like, no, um, I'm going to say Carlisle going to turn it round. It's going to be three one to Carlisle. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think we're going to, you know, get that two, and then they're going to score, and then we're going to manage to break away at the end. Hopefully, uh, how are you uh, going to score the game? I think it'll be one nil after ninety minutes um, to Carlisle, and I'm going to say Carlisle win it two nil in added time. Wow. Okay. Okay. Bill claim who's going to be the glory man? Owen Moxon. Owen Moxon. <laughs> That'll be poetic, wouldn't it? He's one of our own. He's one of our own. Uh, something that's one of our own, mate, is the game Guessing the Player. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to play this week. Wills isn't here. Boo. <laughs> That's fine. It keeps me on top. <laughs> but it sets up. It does. It does. It does. It sets up for a, you know a nail biting finale to the end of the season. Uh, Will's uh, sent me a message, not a voice note. He just sent me a message. I asked him, you know, how do you feel? Uh, you know, you got like, guessing the player. You know, you're down. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and he just said, "I'm gonna win." Uh, so he's obviously very <laughs> confident. He's down though, twelve to fourteen. You know, and it's your turn to go first next week and uh, you know if you get it on the first or second guess you could put Will out you know what I mean and that could be the end that could completely be the end and you could claim the title uh, before the last game of the season uh, otherwise you know it would be uh, uh, you know quite quite the turnaround from Will's wouldn't it um, nail biting finale how do you feel about it it's tiebreaker if we both finish on 14 Yes, yeah, so there will be have to be a tiebreaker. Okay. You're quite right. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to come up with a tiebreaker. Because all I need to do is, I don't it'll even have to get into this. I don't it'll even have to go sudden... the first or the second because it'll go sudden death. It'll go sudden death. That's what I'll do. Right. I'll just come up with more clues. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but if he gets it, if yeah. he gets it in in the two pointer, it's going to be fourteen fourteen. Yeah. So we'll have to have like another player to do. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like, a tiebreaker. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll have to think of something. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. But yeah, how do you feel about you know uh, going into the last game of the season? Well, I'm the favourite. As long as Wills doesn't know it, I'll be fine, which is a very big if. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get it three points and I'll, I'll put it to bed comfortably. <laughs> Great confidence <laughs> from Liam there. Fighting words, you could say. And uh, it's a fantastic way to end the show um, on that note mate there isn't really anything else left for us to say apart from bye for now bye
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.